Hey, welcome to the Antioch Indie Podcast. Uh, I am here with Andrew, and we're going to do a bit of a follow-up on Sunday's message. He talked a lot about um, his trip to Burma and things that he saw and things that they got to do. And so if you want to hear some really cool stories of uh, miraculous stuff and what it's like to um, preach to a group of people who have probably never heard the name of Jesus before, mm-hmm. go to the YouTube channel and watch The Gloves Are Off My Grid. Yep. Um, it's a really awesome message. I think you're going to be blessed by it. So here with Andrew. And so question one, yep. uh, why did you go to Burma? We're yeah. really excited it, that you did, yes, but how that, did that all come about? a great about? question. Uh, I asked on Sunday if anybody knew where Burma was on a map, and I for sure didn't when I got <laughs> invited. Um, it was really an out-of-the-blue thing. So Jimmy Seibert, the leader and founder of kind of our, our network of churches, the Antioch Movement, um, he is coming here to Indy in a handful of weeks. So, so excited. Uh, yeah, little plug for that. We'll be Everybody will be hearing more about that at the end of February. So he and I were talking back and forth about the dates of him coming and everything. And he had sent me this uh, voice memo via text, you know, like, Hey, the dates for February, whatever, look great. And then threw on this little 30 second addition to his voice memo. By the way, I am going to Burma in January with a couple of friends for about a week. And I uh, want to know if you want to come, let that's, me know. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was all the details of the trip I knew. And uh, it's just kind of a hard thing to turn down when you yeah. get an invite. Uh, from a friend to go to the nations like that. So mm-hmm. um, super cool. So that's why I went. I didn't know anything about what we were doing. And then actually it kind of over the weeks have after having committed to it, I was talking with uh, some of the other U.S. pastors of, of our churches and just different friends who were like, oh, no way. Have you heard what's going on there? And I'm like, no, I, haven't, I don't know anything. <laughs> just yeah. when Jimmy asked if I wanted to go, the answer is kind of like, I got a lot of questions, but absolutely. So uh, that's kind of how the whole thing came about and it turned out to be, I mean, pretty, pretty wild experience. Yeah. You, you told a few like really awesome stories yeah. about, um, a, specifically it, it sounds like a lot of what you guys were chasing after was, was like to see God show up and manifest mm-hmm. and, and like see healings and, and things like that. And so yeah. specifically it it was fascinating to me to hear about like going to a group of people who had like I said earlier, have probably never heard the name right. of Jesus before. And yeah. I, I've done, I did missions for a long time. That's kind of how I got my start in ministry right after high yeah. school. And I never got the opportunity to do that, but I would, lo- I would love to. And yeah. so can we talk a little bit more about that? And specifically if we get there, like I, like when people who have no grid for, right. for Jesus mm-hmm. and the fact that he walked the earth and did miracles. And that was a huge part of his ministry mm. receive a miracle from Jesus. Mm. Like, how do they respond to that? Yeah. Like, how do you walk them through? Like, Hey, like a living God just came and yeah. healed your body. Totally. Like, totally. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Um, yeah. So we'll kind of hit on that last thing you were yeah. talking about. I mean, it was it was a really amazing experience for sure to be in villages where there was definitely no believers and as far as anybody knew no one had ever been there to even preach the gospel before which was absolutely just an honor and yeah. um, I told just a story on Sunday about going to one of those villages and 
um, you know, they asked us to share some songs. And so, mm-hmm. uh, we were there with Francis Chan and it was actually his wife stood up and led some acapella songs for us and our team, awesome. you know, just in this, in this house. And it was a powerful thing to hear our terrible voices sing to Jesus yeah. for the first time, probably ever just have Jesus worshiped on this mountainside. It was just mm-hmm. incredible. And I think so to your how do you explain Jesus to people who have no grid I, th- I think that the I think the truth is that everybody does have a grid mm. and Romans 1 talks about that that's, and yeah, that's really how good. like it says the Romans 1 says nobody's without excuse how God reveals himself through creation and mm. I think that the reality is it's part of the human condition to know there's something more. And I think we're all made to worship. It's why every culture and society on planet earth has something that they worship has, Mm -hmm. has gods, has something that they attribute everything to, you know? And, you know, now kind of in our Western world, this new kind of atheism as a, as a thing is relatively new to the human experience, you know, as as really we've gotten, to the point where, you know, you get in a culture where we're, we think we're so self-sustainable and all of a sudden we just think we're God, mm-hmm. but that's a new thing. You know, most, most of world history, people haven't, um, been able to pretend as well as we can pretend like we're as in control as we think we are, yeah. you know? So, um, my point in saying all of that is I think everybody has a grid for, I, I'm not the center of all of this whole universe thing. It's big. I didn't invent all of this and I'm not in control of it, you know, and, and, and I, I can't just be here for nothing. Like I think everybody has an inherent need for purpose. The Bible says that eternity is written on the hearts of man and there's, we're wired to know Mm. God. I mean, you go back to the very beginning, we are made to be in relationship with God. Mm. So when we're not in relationship with him, we all know what that feels like. And that's not, um, that's not a Western idea. Christianity is not really even a Western religion, you know, but it's, it's not a Western thought or it's not an American thing that we, that you have to explain to somebody that you have a need for God, that you want God. I mean, everybody has a God. And so Mm -hmm. it just becomes not a conversation of, I'm trying to make you think of something you've never thought of before. It's just sharing the truth of who God actually is. And so when I I think, and what I found, um, not only just over in Myanmar, but I think I find this in my own everyday life for myself and other people. I think it's Mm -hmm. so easy to make Jesus so much more complicated than he is, you know? And we can think we have to, explain so much more than we really do but i think Mm -hmm. the reality is the basic truths are we're made to be in relationship with god and we we aren't we all have sin and we've we've turned away from god and so we all have that hole in our heart that we feel and experience so when you just start telling people well this god that you're made by wants to be in relationship with you and he sent his son to cover the things that you have done to turn away from him so Mm -hmm. you'd be in relationship with him yeah, it's true, and so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I heard a worship leader one time say that she was she was just thinking about her set and like, how am I going to get people to like connect with you? Like, what yeah. songs do I sing and all that stuff? And and she felt like the Lord said to her like, I'm so much better at being found than you are at revealing yes, me. Totally. And so I think that's so good. I love that Romans one passage yeah. that you were talking about. And I was recently presenting like Jesus to a room full of people. And it'd been a long time since I did that. And, and I was going into it thinking like, how do I like, what if they don't believe in Jesus? And then, relevant yeah. And then I'm just talking about Jesus and they don't believe him. So in the end, yeah. all I did was, was try to tell them something they don't believe anyway. Right. 
And I just felt like this peace come over me about it. And I was like, I'm just going to talk about Jesus. Like he's totally. in, like he's here and he's in the room because exactly. he is. Exactly. And then you look around the room and it's like when people see who he is, they know that he's real. Absolutely. Because he's touching their hearts. And so, I, yeah, that's super awesome. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I, I didn't make all this up. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah. really convincing anybody right. of anything. Absolutely. I'm just telling people the truth. And that's the most powerful thing in the world. And so I think a great example of it was one day um, – we were part of there was there was some other Antioch teams there trying to lay the groundwork for some short term trips that are going to be happening this next summer and over the next five years there. Mm-hmm. So we were building relationships with some people, and so we we connected with this pastor, I guess, who had a like an elementary school, and then he had an orphanage, and we were visiting both of those places to start building relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm. And we went to the school, and then we drove about twenty minutes outside of town to the orphanage that he had. And I was there with like four other people and it was kind of in the middle of sort of this, for lack of a way to say it, maybe this neighborhood, you Mm -hmm. know, of just kind of like huts and stuff like that. So part of our team was walking around with him and I was with uh, a guy from Waco who it was his first time overseas. He's a doctor. He had been there for like a little over a week and they had been mainly doing surgeries and operations and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. he hadn't been able to go out and share the gospel with anybody. Mm-hmm. And he really wanted to, he really wanted to do that because he was, he, he just wants to do that in his yeah. life in Waco. But he's That's like, man, awesome. I, I'm, I'm on this trip. Like I want to share the gospel with somebody. Yeah. So uh, we had, I mean, maybe 15 minutes. And so the rest of our team was with this pastor and they looked at me and my buddy Dylan and they were like, Hey, why don't you guys go out and share the gospel? We got 15 minutes, like Dylan leaves tonight. (laughs) No, let's just, let's just, let's go do it. So uh, I grabbed one of the kind of the orphanage staff guys and then a translator we had, and we just asked the, the guy who lived there, we said, Hey, you know, is there, do you know of anybody right here, right in the neighborhood who is sick that we can go pray for mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's just this happy guy smiling. He's like, yeah, sure. So we <laughs> leave the, oh, I know we leave this orphanage. We walk like 200 feet down the street, turn right, go a couple of feet. And we just walk right into this house mm-hmm. and he talks to the people in the house and they, as this 22 uh, year old guy and his grandma come and sit on the bed and the, our, our friend kind of points at them, smiles at us and basically is like, go for it. And we're like, Oh, okay, great. So we ask them if they're sick or, or if they have any pain in their body. And the kid actually spoke up and, um, our translator was amazing, but it was kind of hard to understand what the guy was trying to communicate. But bottom line was there was some pain in his body and maybe had some heart stuff or whatever. So mm-hmm. we prayed for him and he didn't say he felt anything happening. And so, you know, we've got at this point, like I said, 10, 15 minutes. And I just asked them, Hey, would, would, would it be okay if I shared my story and how mm-hmm. like the living God has changed my life? And these people were like, yeah, that's great. So we sit down and I start sharing my testimony with them and just kind of start off saying, you know, I, I, I had a great life, but when I was 20 years old, I woke up one morning and basically, you know, knew that I was empty and dead yeah. on the inside. And so I say that in English, our translator's translating it. And as soon as our translator start, stops saying that part in Burmese, the kid, all of a sudden you see his eyes well up and he can't make eye contact with anybody now. And he's just barely holding himself together. And I'm yeah. like, wow, what is happening? So I just share briefly my story mm-hmm. of knowing I was empty on the inside, knowing that I could either continue living my life the way that I could live it or 
believe that there's a God and tell the story of Jesus about mm-hmm. how God became flesh so that he could live our life and die our death and raise from the grave so that by his grace we can have our sins forgiven, be back in relationship with God mm-hmm. and have the meaning that we're all looking for and live the life that we're all made for. So yeah, I just share that with him and he is just barely holding it together the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, wow, God's doing something. And so I, you know, I get done and I say, what do you think? You know, what do you guys think about that story I just told? So back to your original question, how you give people context yeah. for the gospel. I mean, I just shared my testimony because that's what God's done in my life. And so yeah. a lot of it was like, Hey, here's Jesus. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Let's start the conversation. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm not going to assume the context you do or don't have or all those sorts of things. Here's mm-hmm. what God did. What do you think about that? And this kid just starts bawling, talking about how for three years he's felt meaningless and empty and has had, you know, just, just basically saying, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I like I need help. Yeah. And just said, wow, <laughs> you know, do, yeah. do you want do you want to know God? Do you want to give your life to Jesus and be back in relationship with him? And he's just crying, wiping his face. Yes, that's what I want. You know, his grandma's crying. I guess she knew Jesus, I think is what she was communicating to us. Mm. And so I just told our translator, he's a great young man of God and just said, Hey man, why don't you pray with him? Mm -hmm. And so he leads this guy in praying and giving his life to Jesus and, when they get done, our translator says, you know, what, what do you feel going on? And the kid just says, all my burdens, I just felt them leave all my, leave my body. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, no <laughs> yeah. way, this is crazy. So I guess I, I, you know, I'm looking at my watch. We're five minutes late now yeah. where we're supposed to be. And I just look at this kid and I'm like, man, we have to leave. <laughs> you know, here's this orphanage guy who loves Jesus, who lives 100 feet down the street. And he can come, you know, connect with you, hopefully yeah. disciple him and everything. But I just told him, man we had 15 minutes mm-hmm. to find somebody who we could tell about Jesus in this spot of the city that none of us have been this whole week we've been, you know, it was mm-hmm. like just, it was too crazy yeah. to not just be the absolute hand of God who loved this kid, yeah, you know, and just said, dude, two American, God brought two Americans mm-hmm. <laughs> here to your house for 15 minutes to make sure you know that he sees you, he knows you, he loves you, yeah. and he wants to be in a relationship with you. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, just amazing. Yeah. One of the things I love about that story is I think I think for a lot of people who are listening to this, right, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Jimmy Seibert, like yeah. the guy who, the guy who like founded right. the thing that like we're, we're a part of, yeah. or, you know, you said like Francis Chan. Yeah. And it's like, these are really big names. The big and, you know, names. like I've read a few of his books. And so... I think, yeah, and, like, you're the pastor of a church. Right. And so, but, like, what, in that story, like, what did you do as a pastor that, like, I couldn't do as yes. Joe that works at the coffee shop? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, totally, man. Like, it's the blood of the lamb yeah. and the word of the testimony. And so it's, like, you know, even testimonies sometimes, like, I know, like, I grew up, I grew up, like, with a really easy life and right. like knowing Jesus and reading my Bible. And so there was a long time in my life where I was like, Oh, my testimony, like actually can't touch anybody mm. because I wasn't like addicted to drugs. And yeah. then like Jesus pulled me out of the yeah. pit, like in a moment yeah. and stuff like that. So only murderers have yeah. powerful testimonies. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I just, I thought, I think that's so cool. And it's so encouraging to know that like pastors yeah. and leaders, church leaders are literally starting out sharing Jesus with people by saying, this is what my life looked like. 
totally. and then Jesus. Totally. Man. And so I think that that's re- that can be really yeah. encouraging for people to, you know, it's not for the, it's not for the, just for the people that you're reading their books, you know? Yeah, man, it's so good. I, I, I mean, like we, like where we started out, everybody knows mm-hmm. what it feels like to be empty. Yeah. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And I mean, I, I remember going, we were sharing the gospel in another house another day and I told people, you know, I, I had this empty feeling and I just said, do you guys, do you know what that, do you know what I mean? Does that make mm-hmm. any sense? And one of the guys looked at me, he said, of course we know what you mean. We feel it 10 times worse than you do. Wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. You know, so wow. God, it's just amazing to be like, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Jesus came <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to bring life to those dead places. And, you know, like you said, th- there is, yeah, I'm with these quote unquote big name people, mm-hmm. you know, and there's some other guys there that are, you know, heroes of mine. And yeah. it was just amazing um, to, you know, part of it was super encouraging to watch again, quote unquote, these big guys that people know about and write books and blah, 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 mm-hmm. to watch them love individuals and share mm-hmm. the gospel and be like, yeah. yeah, you never grow out of this. This is the whole point. And uh, yeah. there's actually another podcast, uh, Jimmy Seibert's Passion and Purpose yes, podcast. If, everyone should if listen. You got to go listen to it. He does a um, interview with Francis and his wife mm-hmm. about our trip. And Francis on the podcast, he he says what I think we were all feeling the whole time. As you do this, you just look around and you're like, "This is all I want to do." How, how does it get any better than this? Yeah. You know, and you look at a guy who's preached and written books and done the church big church thing, been a quote unquote famous Christian guy, and done the <laughs> yeah. stadiums, all that stuff. Yeah, and it's true. Like, it is true for, for I think it's true for every single one of us. Nothing. There's nothing like talking to a person. And having them see Jesus for the mm-hmm. first time, like having Absolutely. that happen, is just like, what? This is there's nothing beats this. Yeah. This is amazing, and yeah, it's just really, really cool to be a part of. Yeah, and then so number two mm-hmm. thing, kind of to to go over, you were with a organization that I'm very fond of Ooh. called YWAM, yes, Youth with a Mission, yeah, bunch of crazy. insane young people that don't know what they want to do with their (laughs) lives that go and commit them to Jesus. Um, And so I know, so like right when I like entered YWAM, Mm -hmm. Lauren, um, Lauren Cunningham, the founder of YWAM, uh, he kind of like felt from the Lord that it was time to like make sure that a Bible got in the hand of every single person on the planet, literally. And so uh, he kind of rolled out a plan to do that uh, before um, before he sees the end of his life. And yep. so that's incredible. Yep. Um, and you got to be a part of that mm-hmm. a little bit and talk to some people who have been a part of that. So yeah. let's, can we take some time to talk about the importance of Bible distribution yeah. and things like that and yeah, kind of totally. what your perspective yeah. is so, now? Um, that's a great question. So it was really cool to be around some of these YWAM guys and hear them talk about how committed they are to giving out the Bible. I mean, yeah. they, they had said that um, they because what what went on what we were a part of is the beginning of kind of the, a plan for the next five years between a whole bunch mm. of different mission churches and organizations on how to be a part of what God's doing in Burma. So yeah. they these YWAM guys were like, yeah, we just had three hundred fifty thousand copies of the Bible printed in nation. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like this is you guys didn't just bring some Bibles along to help with your gospel crusade. It was like we are getting everybody yes. a Bible. 
And something that's happening just in the body of Christ around the world is a unity, like really like people Mm -hmm. have never seen before. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from people who have been around who are telling me that they're looking around at how God is bringing his body together to unite for the people around the world who don't know Jesus. And it's just amazing the way people are working together, sharing resources and tools. And I mean, some of the things that people are developed that Jesus people are developing around Mm -hmm. the world, the technology, I mean, God is just doing outrageously cool things and Mm -hmm. brilliant people who have invented some of the biggest apps in the world love Jesus. And they're working now on how do we get a Bible on every phone, you know, because everybody has a phone. You know, I I was in these, this village. I'm like, there's nothing out here, but there are phones. It's crazy, you know? So one of the things that, um, I don't know if YWAM developed it or not, but they're passing it out. Is these tiny little SIM cards that have the Bible on it and Bible stories and videos and all this stuff. And, you know, we're in this village where we don't speak their language. We had like two translators. So we use one of the translators to share the gospel with everybody. And then they just start passing out these SIM cards to everybody. And you, yeah. I'm watching this like, this is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. duh. <laughs> this yeah. is so powerful that like we're just here for a night we share the gospel we pray for some people god does cool stuff but we get to leave behind the word Mm. of god and there's all you know there's people who are going to come and follow up and all of that stuff but man these people have the bible now they have the word of god god is going to what could god do through what if if one of these people with one of these sim cards gets hooked on this thing yeah i mean it's just so powerful to see what's happening. And so I think, so a takeaway though, was just so powerful. Even back to your last question of like, just sharing the gospel and everything. Like it's just amazing to realize how much God loves people, Mm. you know, and back to the sharing, like leading that guy to the Lord. Like, you know, you said it wasn't about a pastor and all this kind of thing. It it was about him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this wasn't about some pastor of a church or Jimmy Seibert or Francis Chan or na- whoever the name, like yeah, that was so not what like what the point of this whole thing was. God wasn't impressed by that. God, you know, I don't know if that's making any sense. Like, yeah. My point is, it's just in that moment, you're like, oh my gosh, God loves this kid. Mm-hmm. God loves that kid. Yeah. Not God uses pastors and God uses famous Christians, but God loves people. And I think for all of us, if we can get more obsessed with that than obsessed with our own names or who we are, who we aren't, you know, like, oh, I'm not Francis Chan. Yeah. You know, like, why is that the first thing that goes through my head instead of it's indescribable how much God loves this person I'm about to talk to? Mm Mm-hmm then my equipping doesn't matter at that point because <laughs> yeah. God loves people. That's what I need to get obsessed with. When we pass out these Bibles, God wants to speak to people through his word. Mm-hmm. Like we just can get, I know for me, it was a big takeaway. Just like I can get so darn distracted by myself mm-hmm. and my opinions and my abilities and inabilities, my strengths, my weakness. You know, I can just get so distracted by myself instead of, being absolutely blown away by how much God just loves people. Yeah. So of course he wants to use me because yeah. he'll use anybody because he loves people. And the, the other hand of that, the, the second hand of that, I think is you, we talk about, we, you know, you go on a trip to Burma and I come back and tell some stories on Sunday. We do a podcast like this. What's God doing in Burma? And it's yeah. amazing. And it's, it's incredible. But the other amazing thing about God is having been on trips like this several times before, 
God's never, God is doing things in individuals. God is doing things in nations. Mm -hmm. But then every time I go, God does something in me. Yeah. That changes me. And that he, I mean, I would say my biggest takeaway was some of the stuff God spoke to me in my own time with him while I was there. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with Burma. It had nothing to do with my next mission trip, quote unquote. It had yeah. nothing to do with the next sermon I was going to preach. God spoke some stuff to me, to my heart, for me, like about me to walk in more freedom and love with him. Mm -hmm. That was just absolutely huge that I didn't know I needed so bad. Yeah. And I think that's just a truth that every time we go, God does stuff in us too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it reminds me of like when Jesus says like, I'm about my father's business mm. and, or like, you know, we talk about the great, the great commission. Yeah. And it's like, if we want to be in relationship with God, mm. we do what God says yeah. because he's God and we're not, and we're right. his children and we have to be about our father's business. And so, mm. yeah, I think we, it's the most cliche in the world thing for like people to say like, I went to serve them, but <laughs> I ended up getting touched more. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, you know, if you've yeah. grown up in church, you've heard somebody say that from the platform when they right. get back from a mission trip. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. It's, it's like, true. it's, it's true. And like yes. you go and you serve yes. and when you're about your father's business, you draw closer to mm -hmm. him and he talks to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, I think that that's so cool just to, just to realize that and, and like meditate on that. Like, you're like, it's about him. Like you're mm -hmm. not the hero. <laughs> you're yeah. not the hero of the story. Totally. No so you don't have happens. to be. Yeah. You don't it's have so the pressure freeing. of it. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. I mean, it's something we say around church sometimes, cause I've been learning it so much over the last handful of years is like, the system is rigged. Yeah. This whole thing is rigged. Like if you obey Jesus, you cannot help, but get closer to him. Mm -hmm. Like it's rigged, you know, he's yeah. like, come to me now, follow me. And when you follow me, you come with me cause I'm going. Mm -hmm. So when you go, you're with me, Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like, and then when you tell people about me, like I was sharing with a friend on the trip, I'm like, I'm amazed how every time I share my testimony, I get rocked again. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe God did that for me. I cannot yeah. believe how much he loves me. Yeah. You know, and I can sit there and analyze and like you said, well, my testimony is not this or that, or it's not big or it's yeah. not, or I'm not so-and-so. I don't, I, all those sort of things. I obsess mm -hmm. over myself. If I'll just start loving people and sharing Jesus for whatever, like it's rigged. When I tell other people about Jesus, I get to know Jesus better. Yeah. So why am I not telling more people about <laughs> Jesus more often? Like, yeah. because I get rocked, you yeah. know, it's just, it's so crazy. Yeah. I don't know what awesome. else to say about it. Other than it's crazy. Yeah. Well, that is really cool to talk about Burma mm -hmm. and all the things that are happening there. Um, and thank you for sharing all of it. Yeah. So now let's talk about, as you've been listening to this podcast, I am sure that the Lord has been speaking to you and telling you it's time to go because that's what the Great Commission is. Yeah. So he already right. said it right. in Matthew 28, 18. Right. And so... Um, we do have some opportunities coming up for that mm -hmm. um, to go to Tijuana, Mexico. Yeah, um, I, I know. Let me just say, I I know that like you hear a lot of things about Mexico and it being dangerous <laughs> and all that, and I'm sure that yeah. there's like portions of that that are true. I lived in Mexico for two years, and I miss it every single day. <laughs> and so I encourage you so much to go. Um, 
Andrew, do you have any insight? I actually don't yeah. know. We didn't yeah. talk about this beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have any insight on just this trip or any thoughts that you want to share about going to Tijuana? Um, yeah. And, or anything about engage the nations? Or- yeah, totally. Totally. Definitely a couple of thoughts on that. And I'll, I'll get there maybe roundabout way by recapping a little bit about what we talked about on Sunday. Yeah. Um, just, you know, so if you're listening to this, this podcast, what I think is true for us and one of my, one of my takeaways and things I was convicted by coming back from this trip is just each one of us individually, us as a church here locally and Christians just in general, we have got to surrender to God all over again mm-hmm. and let the great commission become the center of how, of how we're, what we're gritting our life around, mm-hmm. you know, like I am way too often the center of my own universe mm-hmm. and I, I am fooled to believe that that's when I'm going to be most alive is when I'm most concerned with me. Wow. That's and so good. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, uh, it's just true. You know, there's yeah. a, that bring, like this whole, this system is rigged thing. You know, we can look at the great commission and be like, Oh gosh, like now that God saved me, he asked me to go do all this stuff so I can pay him back for salvation. Yeah. Ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I really ought to go do that. I, yeah. I should and all that stuff. And if that was true, that would be true enough, but it's not true. It's actually obeying his commands is how we walk out being friends with him. Mm-hmm. And, and then everything he wants to happen happens. Like he wants to partner with us and all of these sort of things. And so I think um, I would just in challenge, challenge and encourage all of us listening, like, Lord, help me, <laughs> help me surrender again to this great commission. Like it's not just, uh, you know, bonus thoughts after the resurrection that mm-hmm. Jesus put in the Bible. Yeah. It's not just from missionaries. It is actually what is going to be the life that I'm looking for is responding to this opportunity that I am able to live a life helping the world know Jesus. Yeah. That's wild. And so we talk Tijuana, we'll get there in just a second, but just like we talked about on Sunday, like we are all called to two places for sure. We're not all called to Burma. We're not yeah. all called to Tijuana, but we are all called here and we are all called there. Mm-hmm. We are all called to the world that we're living in, in our own everyday life, the yeah. spheres of influence that we have. God is just, I mean, God died on a cross and rose from the grave so he could work through each and every one of you at your workplace today, through your kids today, through your marriage today, through your friends today. Like, you, I almost want to say God's chomping at the bit, but he's not chomping in the bit. He's dead and raised again and filled yeah. you with the spirit so this could happen. Yeah. Like, God is so wanting to do this. And it's not so that we can do it for him. It's because he wants us to do it with him. And so I, I'm just, again... Like I said on Sunday, I'm asking myself that question and, and going there with God in my time with him, just like, Lord, where have I gotten distracted? Mm-hmm. Where have I fallen asleep? Where have I lost focus? Where have I lost um, urgency, you know? And, mm-hmm. and where have I lost excitement to be a part of these amazing things that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so I want to encourage everybody on that. That's absolutely a resp- You can respond today, you know, wherever you're going in your car right now, the next place you go, God wants to do something in somebody's life. Yeah. And in, and the challenge to me is the challenge I'll give to you, instead of focusing on you, focus on the person yeah. <laughs> and how much God loves them. And there's just something powerful there. Um, we're all called to go there too. I think we're all called to be, to, to extend ourselves into 
forcing ourselves to be a part of the world outside of our own little world. Mm -hmm. And that can look like so many different things and so many different times. Um, Like we talked about on Sunday, we can pray, we can give, and sometimes we can go, uh, but we can always do something to be a part of what God's doing outside of our own little world. And so uh, specifically, if anybody listening, part of our church, Mm -hmm. really want to encourage everybody to uh, consider going to Tijuana this year. Uh, God is doing incredible things there. We've got an Antioch church there that we'll be partnering with. Um, that just, I mean, wild stuff happening all the time. And, and like I said, you will see God do amazing things and mm-hmm. God will do something uh, that you will be amazed by in yourself. God's going to speak things to you. And, you know, it's not because when you go to Tijuana, you get a spiritual like star and God's like, right. <laughs> oh, great. You went to Tijuana yeah. here. I'll give you something good for it. Yeah. There's, it just, it just, it, it happens because it does. Yes. It just, that's just, it just does happen. Yeah. You know, you get some space in your world or however it all works, it does work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just what God does. And it's worth saying yes to and worth being yeah. a part of. Yeah. Cool. That's so awesome. Yeah, I don't know if there was something else that you had asked about that I was going to say something to, but maybe we'll leave it there. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I guess we will. Sorry if you were all like really waiting for the answer on something that I asked <laughs> that we forgot about, but cool. So Awesome. Uh, if you want to visit Antioch Indy, maybe you don't go to the church, maybe you haven't been in a while, mm-hmm. um, you can come on Sunday mornings. We have services at 9 and 1045. Uh, we would love to have you. Uh, we have another podcast if you want to listen to that. It's every morning, about three to five minutes long. It's mm-hmm. called Spending Time with Jesus, um, and it just is basically there to help walk you through what a morning um, and just getting connected to the to, to Jesus either in the morning or in the evening or whenever you decide to listen to it. So you can look that up, spending time with Jesus. Uh, connect with us on Instagram at Antioch Indy, uh, Facebook, www.antiochindy.com. Just a lot, we would love to connect with you guys. While you're at it, what's our address? <laughs> Five, no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> cool. So it was great. Um, hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. We love you. Go in peace.